your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, we're in the car right now, and I don't have my normal microphone hooked in to the phone, so if it sounds different, that would be why. So for this one, we're going to talk a little bit about adding speed. Now, if you're listening to this and your first thought is, I don't want my horse to do things fast. When we say adding speed, what we mean, we're not talking about like a reining horse backing up where they literally back up faster than a lot of horses can trot. What I'm referring to is if you ask your horse to back up five feet, it shouldn't take 20 seconds to get there, right? Now, in the very beginning, you know, as a colt, if he's only had five or six rides, then yeah, it should take that long to get there. But there are way too many horses out there that if you were to say like, hey, side pass him 10 feet, it would take... It would, t- it would take a minute and a half to get there, and I might be exaggerating that a little bit. So when I refer to speed, I'm, I'm not referring to necessarily a horse being quick. I'm referring to a horse being fluid and lively in his movements and light. Because the thing is, is if a horse is, if a horse has got a sleepy, dead, dull way of being way of thinking, mentality, he cannot be light. And I've recently kind of realized that a lot of people don't really understand the difference in a horse being alert and light and responsive versus a horse being hot, tense, goey, or fearful. So like a hot horse being, you know, like a barrel horse, right? Where they're always rigid, always pushing through your seat and your hand. Uh, Can't walk, trot, and lope on a loose rein, things like that. So one of the most important reasons you want to start asking your horse for an acceptable amount of speed and responsiveness and all of these things we ask is because It would be it would be like it would be like a kid that was really really sheltered and the only math problems he ever needed to do was one plus one equals two and that was it and then that kid just got really good at one plus one equals two for two years and then in the third year they threw him into high school. You kind of see how that would just blow the kid up. It would be, you know, pretty much a disaster. So, uh, one of the one of the disciplines that will represent what I just said there probably the best would be barrel racing. And if you do barrel racing, I'm not I'm not dogging barrel racing. There are some horses out there that are actually mentally prepared and taught correctly to do that job and they do it very well 
But generally speaking, kind of the way it goes with barrel horses is they think that once he's not flipping over backwards and bucking, and they think that once he can lope circles, they consider that a broke horse. And then they start running him through the pattern at kind of a slow, medium speed. And they only really ever ask him to hustle at a weekend show. And then they get back home and they lope circles. They run through it a couple times. Well, then, you know, a couple years later, they're asking this horse for full speed when he was never really even taught transitions, as an example. So then they wonder why they get hot and blow up. And the, the crazy part is, is your average crazy barrel horse is what's considered normal in in that world. So you want to make sure that you don't wind up with that kind of mentality. Now, that can happen with even a trail horse. If, if you only ever just walk him around at the house or in the round pen or around the barn where he's real comfortable and... He just kind of moseys around, and you just kind of mosey around, and everybody's just kind of falling asleep, and he's heavy on the leg and dull in the mind and just dull to his to the world around him. Well, then, if you have not taught that horse to be alive and awake and alert and take in his surroundings and be okay with excitement going on around his environment, well, then you take him and you throw him in a group with six other trail horses and go walking down the trail. Well, then all those other horses take off and your horse has never even gotten to get real good and practice going from a walk to a trot and being light about it and being real sure about it. So even that might kind of blow him up and make him hot. And then from there on out, he's jigging and prancing for the rest of the ride and, you know, it makes it miserable. So... We have to start raising the bar a little bit on what we consider to be a broke horse. And we have to get out of the mentality that just because a horse walks around and can kind of turn and not flip over backwards and buck you off all the time, we've got to stop thinking that that horse is fine. We've got to stop telling people, my horse is broke when... All he literally can do is lope circles and then basically bolt off and run off with you as he's going through a barrel pattern, right? We've got to change our thinking on that stuff. So start to introduce some transitions to your horse. Start to turn him into the fence a little bit and ask him to hurry and get on through the turn with your leg. And what this also is going to create is it's it's not only going to create a horse that starts to learn to not get blown up and hot just because we ask him to move a little bit but it's also going to create lightness speed and lightness are not exactly interchangeable but they're very very close uh because remember the the enemy of lightness is dullness and a lot of people just think heavy and light but it's important to know that dullness is also a mindset in the rider it's a mindset in the horse and 
that mentality will trickle in to the aids, you know, the legs and the rein aids and the feet of the horse and the responsiveness of the horse when he feels those aids. So the other day I was riding with some friends and we talked about this exact thing. So we went over to the corner of the arena and this, this friend of mine, they only had like a, probably a 15 by 15 foot area to ride in. I said, okay, now here's the deal. You're going to get into a trot and you're going to stop him and turn him back the other way and then move his hip over and then soften him at his pole and then do, uh, do figure eights and then do counter bends. But here's the thing. You've got to keep him alive. You don't, don't let him die out and stop trotting. And, uh, that was one of the things we did to help this specific horse and rider learn to be alive and awake and be ready and willing to respond, right? So keep that in mind going forward with your horse. Uh, remember, keeping everything really slow and really sleepy is not going to keep him calm. That's actually going to be the thing that makes him start getting blown up and hot because he never learned to do anything with even a acceptable amount of speed. It'll, it'll blow his mind, basically. So keep that in mind going forward, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 